Good afternoon and good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we speak with the leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, impact customer loyalty. Uh, loyalty Live allows for a deeper uh, set of insights into the state of customer loyalty as we surface challenges from brands and our quotidian existence at Loyalty 360. Uh, and these sessions allow for a unique and pragmatic response from these leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants to help brands evaluate the market in a more pragmatic way. Today, we have Tim Glom. He's the Vice President of Content and Data for Cheetah Digital. Tim, how are you today? Good to see you, Mark. I'm doing well. I'm in New York and uh, happy to, to be back with you. Excellent. Great. Thank you very much for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. First off, we like to start these on a more personal level. So we'd love to know a little bit more about you, uh, your background and your current role with Cheetah Digital. Yeah, sure. I am the global director of content at, uh, at at the CM Group. And just to give you some history there, the Cheetah Digital platform became part of the wider CM Group uh, earlier in 2022 through a merger. So we're excited now to be part of uh, what we call a home for every marketer. The CM Group has email, loyalty, SMS, all kinds of marketing uh, products for you know small one shop, flower shops, pizza place, all the way up to clients like uh, American Express, uh, enterprise clients, you know, Starbucks, et cetera, in the loyalty space. So um, I develop all the content there, but I'm also, before I got here, I was a brand marketer for 20 years. So the people watching right now, I probably have some empathy for them because uh, I used to have to deal with all these hurdles. Now I came to the dark side on the technology side of things. Excellent. Um, you know, obviously, you do a great job on both sides. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. A fun fact, uh, a passion you may have outside of work. Uh, do you like parasailing? Do you like to skateboard? Are you in a motorcycle? Yeah. What, what's yeah, a fun a fact? A little bit of all that, man. Uh, music's my big thing, though. You know, I'm in New York City right now, and I'm hungover a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, great concert the other night in Denver before I left. So I used to be a tour manager. I used to tour the globe with you know, uh, Everclear, Motley Crue, a bunch of other bands in the 90s. So uh, strong music background, I would say. Excellent. Um, you know, we've spoken a number of times in the past, uh, but for those who may not be familiar with Cheetah Digital, can you give us a little background on the company, what you guys do, uh, uh, who you do it with, and, uh, you know, uh, what, what you see in the market? Yeah. So Cheetah Digital basically is an enterprise marketing platform that has, it's really a one-stop shop. Um, the, the whole point of Cheetah from a technology standpoint, unlike the, the large, uh, you know, public companies that tend to acquire endpoint solutions, maybe they acquire a CDP, maybe they acquire an email marketing platform, an SMS platform, maybe some loyalty schema, and then kind of stitch these things together, you know, with APIs and, and, and connections, but they're not built on the same technology. We wanted to reinvent the wheel there. So Cheetah Digital truly takes a native, single-platform approach to your marketing suite. And we serve the entire customer lifecycle. So whether it's email marketing, SMS, et cetera, you know, we are your home where all of your data, you know, point-of-sale data, your transactional data, your loyalty data, your email marketing data, all of your data can live in one platform, which means you can analyze it very quickly. You can act on it incredibly quickly uh, and even get down to the level of personalization. So Cheetah does that at an enterprise level. Clients like, again, Starbucks, American Airlines, the Bloomin' uh, Brands Group and Restaurant, Del Taco. I could go on and on. But at the CM Group, 
if we sit on the far you know edge uh, from the enterprise perspective, the CM group also has other products, uh, sale through in America, big and media and publishing. Uh, we have Emma email marketing campaign monitor. So again, a home for every marketer, whether you're a small enterprise, five locations, you grow to 50, you grow to 500, you can stay within the CM group of suite and Cheetah is that big enterprise platform. Okay. Uh, as a CM group brand, as you mentioned, you recently published a paper, a perspective on how marketers can better allocate their spend uh, post-pandemic. Can you give us a brief overview of, of what you saw in, in, in that paper and, and kind of what the paper addresses? Yeah. So look, we have a ton of content too. I mean, that, that paper was great. That's recent, but we have our consumer trends in that. We have all kinds of different things. Uh, I, I have to tout our content being the content guy over here. But the one thing we're definitely seeing um, post-pandemic is the need for more zero and first-party data. It, it's just the wave of the future. It, it's good marketing when you can understand your audience and you know something about them. When you, when you continue to infer, you lean on cookies, you lean on this tracking technology that tries to serve the best ad at the best place, that isn't building a great relationship. So especially coming out of the pandemic, whether you surged or sank in the pandemic, you should be completely focused on collecting zero-party data. That is data declared directly from a consumer right to your brand. You know, it's not inferred by web traffic. It's not inferred because some data broker, you know, says they're in their pile and they're on a lookalike audience. Get it directly from those people. So, uh, and if you move to zero-party data, A, you're protected from cookies. You have a relationship with your consumers. You can now use owned channels, which greatly reduce your, your spend. If you're constantly reaching into your pocket and writing checks, you know, to advertise, to reach your audience, you know, that's going to be painful and expensive, uh, especially if we're going into, you know, projected uh, recession possibly. So if you can build up the database that you have on consumers, and I say consumers because we have clients, one in particular, they're a global sporting goods brand who really invested in zero party data, went out with our platform, started asking questions, providing value exchange, you give to get, we give away a sweepstakes, we give away discounts or even their products. Uh, or things that enhance their product and the lifestyle of the consumers, they collected all these people and they have 60% of their database. Those people own a competing product. It's the holy grail as a marketer. When you have your competitors, you know, audience in your own database and you've asked them three or four psychographic questions, what they like, what they need, why they like the product they have or why they don't like the product they have, you can displace your competitors. They got a 50% market share lift in the last 12 months doing this. And they increased sales by 3.3 million while reducing marketing spend, advertising spend particularly, they reduced it by 1.3 million. That's a huge swing in revenue right. up and spend down. So, you know, a zero party data strategy uh, really works. And look, we know through our consumer trends index, 70, there was a 73% increase year over year from 21 to 22 of people willing to exchange their personal psychographic data in exchange for the chance to win something or early access to content or even products. So we strongly believe in the zero party data uh, future for sure. That's where you should be doubling down. Excellent. You mentioned uh, kind of in, in the press release and, and kind of coming up to this that the, with economic uncertainty, customer loyalty programs, processes, uh, strategic uh, kind of initiatives should be a priority. Uh, but you also mentioned there's some challenges with regard to connecting with your customers. 
uh, you know, it's a big challenge. We have always seen that brands have a challenge listening to and understand their customers. You know, what one piece or two pieces of advice would you give to a marketer who's looking to gain customer loyalty in a tight budget and maybe having some of those challenges? Yeah, look, there are so many challenges out there. We could talk about those for days. You know, the cookie, privacy regulations, um, the, the recession, just money's tight. I was reading this morning, you know, advertising's tanking. You know, Amazon is beating Google for product searches right now, finally, for the first time. So there's a lot of disruption in the, in the landscape. And if you're not on Amazon and you're not playing that game, you're not feeding into that advertising model, you know, are you going to win long-term? I'm going to go back to retention. When things get tight and budgets start to get tight, you know, make more with what you've got. And if you've already got a customer base, which you do, you're in business, start knowing everything that is knowable about them. So it goes kind of back to zero party day. You can double down on the customers you have, make that experience one that's top notch so that they don't want to leave you. They don't want to look around. So now's the time where very inexpensively, you can go and survey them. You can understand why are they with you? Why did they buy your product? Or even why are they thinking about your, your other uh, competitors? So really focus in on the customers you have right now. Make sure that retention and loyalty, which, which are slightly different, you know, retaining customers, can be a practice you can do with email platforms. You know, we have great ways that you can actually just use an email or an SMS platform to retain customers and, and keep that connection. It's an owned channel. There's no algorithm in the way. There's no, you know, rates don't go up and down per send. It's a very cost-effective uh, channel that you can own and, and personalize. And then loyalty, if you can do it, you know, rewarding people for, for their interactions with your brand and not just the transactions, not just points for purchase. You know, if they make a purchase, you absolutely need to recognize that, but you have to build true loyalty around the things they do with your brand. When they mention you, when they come into your store, when they browse your site, open your app, those are the signals that uh, you should be doubling down on and figuring out how you can give people recognition uh, for interacting with your brand. That's, that's what I would do if I put my brand marketer hat back on right now, going into uncertain economic times. Uh, you mentioned that uh, how to reward or engage a customer is definitely changing. The, the customer expectations around customer loyalty changing. Uh, again, how you reward them, right? How you engage them, different channels, making sure you're in the quote unquote right channel at the right time. You know, what have you seen uh, in kind of the merging in, in customer loyalty space uh, in comparison to the study, the results that, you know, kind of where there's a confluence? And so what are you seeing? And then what does the research do that kind of reinforces that or vice versa? Yeah. Well, look, I, I'll start with the research because um, our research, like many, we, we do 5,000 global respondents every year in our consumer trends index. It's a pretty big pull. And that's across all age groups, genders, et cetera. Um, we saw that there's a 50, uh, sorry, a 45% increase in people simply wanting to be recognized by the brands that they like. That's, I, you can create a no cost, you know, or incredibly low cost strategy to recognize people. You talked about, you know, multiple channels. What can you do on social when people mention you? You know, could you could you put a little more uh, you know, labor into that to recognize people, to go like their posts, to simply reshare, retweet, et cetera. That's a low to no cost labor practice that you could do. There was also a 58% increase year over year from 21 to 22 in people just wanting early access to your products or exclusive content. So again, you're already going to make your product. You're going to market your product. Why don't you go to the audience that you already have, the people that have bought from you and give them early access? Again, it's it's a low to no cost way. It just takes a little more labor, a little more coordination. Um, and then shift to that emotional. 
You know, don't think of every transaction as a as a point to reward. You know, if I, uh, you know, I, I always said, and I've said before, and things, I love Pendleton. I, I, I'm not wearing one today, which is odd for me, but I love Pendleton, and the CEO recognizes that. And I've gotten, you know, uh, printed. They're handwritten, but they're printed notes in the mail, direct mail from the CEO. That goes a huge way with me. You know, it wasn't an offer. It wasn't trying to get me to buy anything. It was just recognizing me. So, you know. Um, that creates an emotional connection. What are the things you could do with your brand? Is there a voice? Is there a person? Is there a feel from your brand that could go above and beyond with your customers? When they sit down in your restaurant, they're going to be on their device after they order and they wait for their food. That is a huge moment of connection. What could you do there? Is there something you could have done? I fly one one airline religiously because I live in Denver. It's it's a hub for them. And I can't tell you how many handwritten uh, notes I've gotten from the pilots. I'm a 1K flyer and I'm recognized. Whether I'm sitting in the back or in first class, it doesn't matter. I get a handwritten note from the pilot. Now we know that's driven from the top down and the pilot has to do that for the 1Ks on the plane, but that goes a huge way. So think about that emotional shift. You know, Think about how you can truly create that connection and how could you further the relationship uh, as well as listen to your customers, you know, don't just talk at them, listen to them. So a lot of things you can do there. Excellent. When you look at um, customer loyalty strategies that are working, you talked about zero party data uh, with cookies going away, privacy regulations in, in three or four states already in the U.S. and growing. You know, is there a loyalty strategy or process that that you've seen put into place, maybe even something that that Cheetah itself is doing that is working? And, and, and why do you consider that successful? Yeah, look, um, the more you can get directly from a customer, the better. Uh, again, you know, inferring, buying, brokering data, relying on these third parties who are trying to figure out the identity matching, et cetera, so the advertising can continue you know, in its wounded way. Um, I, I just don't think that's the future. I think we're better than that. I think we need to be more creative as brands and we need to build real relationships rather than say, oh no, the technology is broken. So, you know, we invested hard, uh, you know, Cheetah Digital invested hard into the zero party data with the experiences platform. Um, literally thousands of brands are creating surveys and value exchange, you know, answer a question, enter the sweepstakes to get that. And remember, that's a one-to-one -one contract. When somebody opts in for your terms of use and your privacy policy because they entered a sweepstakes or gave you a survey or some feedback on a product they just bought, that kind of transcends that whole legal issue, right? The reason we're in this conundrum of, of legal private, private, uh, privacy laws and regulation, everyone's up in arms, is because we've been doing nefarious things with people's data. But when you go direct to Jane Doe and John Doe and you have that contract, you kind of go over the street fight of third-party cookies and, and these brokers and everything. So I, I just think that's the wave of the future. It's incredibly easy to do. Um, it allows you to gain the information you need to personalize across all your channels from first touch point to you know, brand loyal advocate. Um, it's, it's just a better way to market. It's, more, it's anchored in relationship marketing, which is what we are completely and solely focused on here at the CM Group. One quick follow-up question. When you look at the transition to zero-party data, uh, many brands right now, we've done some research recently that that, that show that the brands aren't uh, struggling with data. They have a surfeit of data, right? It's getting the right data. So it, it, you know, is there a mistake or maybe an opportunity or a challenge that you see brands doing with regard to you know, making the data actionable, right? Creating some simplicity around that you could that you could talk about that would help brands in their journey to you know, making their data more engaging. 
Yeah, th- th- this is this is a huge, huge area. Everybody's kind of jumping onto the zero party data train and, and trying to get more data directly from consumers. Um, if you if you set up a Google alert for the term zero party data, you know, a year ago you get one hit a week, now you get three a day. Um, so it's a new trend. We're glad to be recognized by Forrester as one of the only enterprise scalable global solutions to collect that at scale. But the biggest problem I see, and I've seen this since I've been doing that, I started doing this with Mark Cuban in 2011 when he I was uh, VP of marketing for his television network. We wanted to understand what consumers cared about so we could get the programming they cared about and went right to the source, the, the viewers. Um, only ask questions you can actually activate on. Don't ask me what my favorite color is if you're not able to actually use that information tomorrow in an email offer or a better ad or something. So I see brands get wrapped up in, oh, we need to create 50 questions that we'd love to get from our consumers. You know, if they all were in a line at a trade show, this is what we'd ask them. Do not ask anything that you cannot and will not activate instantly. You will get a, uh, on average, a 70% plus open rate on your emails. If you just simply ask someone a question and you use part of that data in the subject line and you you remind them, thanks for taking the survey, thanks for ending your in, whatever it might be. If you can use a data point in the subject line, not their name, you know, that's personalization, but really you know, that's been there for years. If you can say, hey, Tim, you told us you love the mountains. That's why we have this offer for you. And I just told you I love going to the mountains rather than the beach. 77% open rate on average I'm seeing from, from my clients before I join CM group. So only ask the data that you can actually activate. Do not get greedy. Do not ask too many things because consumers are going to forget that you that you asked it. And if you're not using it, you know, it it it, it wasted their time. So just like you would ask a human, if I asked you, Mark, hey, do you love steak? And you said, No, I'm a vegetarian. And I said, Great, come to my house. I'm having a huge barbecue with a bunch of steak. I'd be a jerk. So don't be a jerk. Only ask the things that you're actually going to use when you go to market. Excellent. Well, Tim, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. As always, it's great uh, getting a uh, re- great getting a chance to reconnect with you, but also hearing about the, uh, the, the the study, the survey, and also how brands can actually take some uh, you know steps to create more actionability, create some simplicity in their their customer loyalty efforts. So, thank you very much. Yeah, no doubt, man. Mark, I can't wait to see you. We're going to have you at our signal session. Tons of more content. We're going to talk more. And we've got our consumer trends index coming out in January of 2023. So uh, we'll be back to talk about that one. So always great to talk to you. Great. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening today to Loyalty Live. Make sure you join us again soon. Have a wonderful day and see everyone soon.